God, Becky, look at her butt. Hi, and welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio show. Tonight, I wanted to bring on this wonderful woman who helps me keep everything going. Um, A lot of people watch my online business. I've gotten a lot of questions about how do you do this? Uh, What does that look like for you? Do you do everything by yourself? Do you have employees? How does that work? And so um, Heather is my assistant. She has been working with me for almost three years now. And we're going to get into that story very soon. But first, I want to welcome Heather to the show. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, thanks for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to this. Yay! I'm so happy to have you on here. Okay, so let me just start a little bit by um, taking a few steps back to the beginning of SK Fit Life. Um, I launched my business back in January of 2012, and I, at that time, I had myself. I had a social media expert. Um, I had a couple contractors that was they were helping me with things like newsletters and um, and just little projects like that. But they were very much contract based and I did not have an assistant. I was doing everything. I was working full time. I was still commuting. I was running my business. Um, It was pretty crazy. At the same time, I was getting ready to move out of the country. Um, I moved to Costa Rica. And um, so right before that move, I had so many things falling off of my plate. So as you can imagine, um, at that time, I also um, quit my engineering job and was doing my business full time, but I was still working like 100 hours a week. It was crazy. So I got to a point where I absolutely had to hire somebody to help me and I don't think of myself as a control freak, but I'm obviously quite a control freak because I like to do everything. Um, And I think that's how a lot of business owners are. So anyway, um, so right around the May timeframe, I started looking for a virtual assistant and I started doing my research. I read some stuff online. I had heard some pretty bad horror stories, which made me even more apprehensive, right? And so anyway, finally, I was like, I don't have a choice. Even if it's not the right fit, I got to do something. I have too many things on my plate or off my plate on the floor now. So I went to elance.com and I started looking for virtual assistants. And I, out of the job posting I put, I had 53 responses. And Heather was one of them. So I read Heather's resume. Um, she she just kind of stuck out to me. And so I thought, you know what? Let's, let's give Heather a shot. So we scheduled a Skype call. We talked. And by the end of it, you know, we we interviewed each other, which I thought was a great sign. So at that point, now I had tons of stuff falling off of my plate. And Heather really just came in and assessed the whole situation and picked things up and helped me to continue to move forward. So Heather, <laughs> could you explain a little bit about um, about your background, where you came from, your experience, and why you were able to assess the situation and help me in the way that you were able to help me? <laughs> sure. Um, I come from an administrative background. Um, I don't do what Stephanie does, but I do the admin or the back office uh, parts of things, um, and I've done so for a long time. I have a degree in uh, business and computer science, and I had a long career in data management and various management positions, but I found myself not very happy with that, and um, I had a uh, a family that I wanted to be home with more often. So I went to the virtual 
side of things. And uh, to be honest, um, even though I had years of experience in office admin, uh, virtual business um, was relatively new to me and client. And uh, Stephanie was, I think, my third client. Um, she's been my longest client. I've had, uh, as she mentioned, I've been with her for three years. And basically, when I, I met with Stephanie on that Skype call, I just took notes after notes after notes of, of all the things that she was trying to deal with. Um, and I made a note beside it. Oh, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And at the end of it, I said, you know, I kind of outlined a plan of how we can tackle all of those those items so that she can feel comfortable. Um, she had a couple of tools in place that were really helpful uh, for us to get started. We don't use them so much anymore, but we used uh, Basecamp.com, and that really helped us um, set things up and and prioritize things for Stephanie. And uh, I would keep that updated and add things to it, or Stephanie would add things to it, and that really kept. Um, you know, us sort of on top of things, because in a virtual world, it's not like you get to meet that person every day um, and talk to them over coffee or the water cooler, whatever. Um, I work in an office out in the middle of uh, the country and outside of uh, Canada's national capital, uh, Ottawa. And so I needed to be able to monitor what Stephanie had on the go already and what she was bringing in or adding to that. So um, in the beginning, uh, we were pretty much in touch on a daily, if not every second day <laughs> basis. We set up week, a weekly meeting if we you know, went that long uh, without talking. And um, basically anything that you know, I could do to help Stephanie. The other, the other thing that I did a lot of in the beginning, not so much now, is reminding Stephanie of, of dates or things that were coming up that she needed to stay on top of. So I was kind of like her conscience, I and that a lot. Uh, just to make sure that 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 falling off the plate um, uh, didn't continue, uh, so that we stopped that. The other side of it, as she mentioned, she was moving, and uh, you know, trying to move her home and, you know, taking care of her dog and, and other items all on top of, of her business. So anything that she needed to, me to do, um, I did. And, um, and and that's what I continue to do. Uh, usually when I meet, meet a new client, I do exactly what I did with Stephanie three years ago, and that's just sit down and go, what do you need help with? Or where do you think you're uh, having the most difficulty? And then we take it from there. Yeah, and you did a fantastic job of that. And yes, you were great about reminding me of things and um, and just helping me to keep my my whole life straight. Because um, a lot yeah, of people it's really do- helping you to try to keep the focus on because you had just so many pies that you you know you had your hands in and tried to <laughs> ensure that you know they were all getting done. Um, and, uh, you know, it was lists and lists and lists of (laughs) stuff that we made automated. And, you know, as, as time has gone by and we've got to know each other, I can almost anticipate things that can be done now. But back in the beginning, there was a lot of, a lot more communication between the two of us. Now it's almost like, oh, I know Stephanie needs to have that done. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. So I, you know, and I tell people too, when they ask me about virtual assistants, I just say I totally lucked out. I just, I, because, so let me fill this in a little bit more. So Heather, yes, she does all of these things that she just described, but she also, she, 
I, I am going to talk about all these things that you do. Um, so Heather has, has, she, she was in consulting. She's been a business owner. She understands business and she wants, she has always helped me to grow, um, from the beginning. And so it's really cool because Heather sees different tools that are out there to add in for more automation. Um, she's been really great. She handles my website. Um, I do a lot of work on my website myself, but she, um, she incorporates different, um, plugins and things like that on my WordPress website. She does all the administrative work whenever you register for a challenge. Um, Heather is the one who's doing all of the admin stuff there. And, um, and she also helps to um, monitor the private Facebook groups. So if you are a client and you have a question and um, I check in there a couple times a day, if there's something that's a little more urgent or if it's technical, I don't touch that at all. Typically, Heather handles all of the technical stuff. So it's been really amazing working with you. And um, yeah, I don't I don't know that I would have been nearly as successful without your assistance. So thank you. That has been great. Um, so I, I want to, um, I want to kind of talk a little bit. Um, I just thought this interview would be great because like I said, behind the scenes, people don't really know what's going on and, you know, from social media, maybe you see a few things here and there. Um, so I want to just kind of take this, um, take a step back in that conversation and take this in a little bit different direction for the, for the time being. Um, but Heather said she is, in the country in Canada. So New Year's for when it was turning um, 2014, I took a trip up to Canada to go snowboarding with some girlfriends. And Heather said, hey, you're going to be in Canada. Why don't you just take a train from Toronto over to Ottawa and you can stay with us. So I did that. And I'm going to include pictures on um, on the show notes, but I took a train. It was so cool. So I took a train from Toronto over to Ottawa and I got to stay with Heather, with her family. Um, we got to go see her horses and things like that. So Heather, if you could just describe a little bit about where you are for the listeners so they can kind of envision, you know, me taking this train over to the country in Canada. Mind you, this was January. I don't know who goes to Canada in January on purpose, but I did. (laughs) If you come to Canada in the winter, it's uh, either to go skiing. Um, we're not far from uh, Quebec at this, at this end of uh, the province of Ontario. So there's lots of great skiing up at Mont Tremblant and up in the Gatineau's. Um, <clears throat> or you're coming for our winter festival here in Ottawa called Winter Loot, uh, which is a great activity that runs pretty much the whole month of February. Um, in terms of where I live, my, my husband works uh, in the city of Ottawa and he commutes there every day. Um, but we live out in a farming community and uh, so I'm surrounded by nature. My house backs into a beautiful uh, bush area. Uh, we have, you know, wildlife here. We had a, a, a ferret, um, a white ferret in our backyard this morning of all oh, things. Fine. We've never seen one of those before. And uh, we have, you know, your typical birds and and squirrels and stuff. But we have deer every once in a while, and we have bunnies and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really a nice uh, atmosphere, and I that's one of the reasons I like living uh, out here. You're you're near the city, but you're not. Um, you know, you you miss out on some things because you're not close to all of the amenities the city has. But then you gain, I think, a lot more just by the the calmness that's uh, out here. Um, I used to live in the city and you couldn't pay me to go, to go back there now. Um, you know, I have lots of friends who, you know, live in the city. I have a friend in Toronto and I love to go visit her and stuff, but it is just, it's so, um, 
you know, go, 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 go. And here it's not. It's more like, go, <laughs> go. I, I do more go, go, go with my kids because they're busy and, and um, because we're in the country, they have to uh, get a drive everywhere to their activities and stuff. I only have one that just recently got his driver's license, so um, which is helpful, but I still have two others that need to be driven everywhere. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, it does take a little while to get everywhere. And when yeah, I visited you're you, you get 20 minutes, a half an hour as a minimum uh, to get to wherever you want to go and, and that sort of stuff. But you know, it's you take it all in stride. Yeah, you and, really do. Uh, you just you balance the 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 driving with the fact that you're out in the country like there's beautiful um, farms around us there's lots of greenery there's lots of trees there's lots of space and uh, I really really enjoy that part of it yeah it was it was great and it reminded me of um, kind of where I grew up I grew up out in (laughs) In the country in in Missouri and um, so it was a little chillier in Canada um and I had to have all of my layers I brought on at the same time um but no it was amazing and and it was very snowy and um they gave me a really great tour and the city of Ottawa is beautiful and we got to play with horses and I have pictures with a llama um so and I got to eat beaver tails and I eat beaver tails so it's really cool there's a there's a what is it? it's a river right that freezes it's actually, it's a canal, canal. Uh, a man-made canal built back in uh, the 1800s uh, to connect um, the Ottawa River with the St. Lawrence uh, Seaway, which um, is down by Kingston. So uh, it was built um, to, to connect the two, and as a result, Ottawa became the uh, capital of Canada, just oh. due to location. Mm-hmm. Without the canal, it wouldn't that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, oh, that's great. I... I... I forgot about that piece of history. Um, yeah, so so it's a canal and then it freezes and they set up these huts and eat beaver tails, which is basically like a flattened donut with yeah. yummy it's a, it's Nutella. A, it's a, a deep fried dough. <laughs> I, this sounds terrible, but they taste wonderful. Uh, they put lots of different things on them. They put Nutella or they, I like mine with just lemon juice and, and cinnamon sugar, but uh, they put lots of different things on them. And uh, they're nice to have on a cold day when you've been skating for a while and uh, have some hot chocolate with that. So we treated Stephanie to that and we took her um, on various activities around the city. And uh, uh, my kids really enjoyed uh, Stephanie's visit and, uh, and, and talk about her all the time. Oh, that's great. That's really great because they're they're all physically active too. So yes. um, we did some workouts. Um, we talked about it a lot. It was really fun. We even took you to Clip and Climb. Yes, we went to Clip and Climb. Um, Clip and Climb, so and I didn't realize this until I was up there, and we don't have one here in Charleston, but Clip and Climb is, um, it's a rock climbing center, but it, you're not just climbing a rock wall, you're climbing all different kinds of fun um, walls and like hanging ladders and things like that. So um, that's one of the best winter activities or indoor activities I think you could ever do. Um, yeah, that was great. I totally forgot. Yeah, I'm going to put the link to that in there too because if it's in your city, I would say find yeah, one. Yeah, it um, it's something that's uh, throughout North America. It's not just a, a local activity. I know that there's a they're franchised. And um, it, it's great because anybody from little children, because you're belayed into the, the ceiling. So as you go up, it pulls you up. And when you uh, sit down and, and back off the wall, it allows you to slowly 
come to the ground. So um, it's not like you have to have an, another person there to to pull on the rope as you're going up, which is what a normal rock climbing gym would be like. Um, so it allows families to go and all have fun at the same time. And uh, yeah, no, my kids uh, love going there. And that that's really cool. And I have to say that out of all of the moms there, Heather was the only one doing it with her kids. Everybody else was watching. So go <laughs> active <up>. moms. <laughs> So we're gonna take a really quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. For real, because who ain't got no feelings. Feelings. radio show where I have my assistant Heather um, as you've been listening she lives in Canada we work virtually um, I had never met her before in person but we have Skype calls almost every week and so um, when she said hey why don't you come visit me I thought oh yeah let's do that and so it was funny because a lot of people on both ends both her end and my end when they would hear about this arrangement they were like wait, you're just going to go see somebody you've never met? You're going to stay with them? What if, you know, and like all these what ifs. Um, So it turned out to be just absolutely amazing, which I knew it would be. Um, But I do have to add in here too that, um, so while I was up there, it was so cold that the planes stopped flying. And so I um, I actually ended up spending an extra almost three days in Canada. Three days, yeah, before we could get out. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of Canada. So, um, but then it was really funny because, you know, we had planned these other days of fun activities. Well, these extra days, both of us were working. So um, I was working at her kitchen table and she was working at her desk. And so it was, it was pretty funny because we were doing the same thing we would have been doing separate, but we were actually in opposite rooms doing it. So that was really cool. So I want to go ahead and start talking a little bit more about business stuff. Um, so like I said, Heather helps out with all of the administrative stuff, all of the technical um, support stuff for the most part. And she also helps with the private Facebook group to let me know if there's um, if there's anything that needs my attention immediately um, or if maybe I missed something. Um, so Heather, could you share a little bit about um, your experience with the challenge, kind of what you've seen over the time, maybe some of the highlights of um, the private Facebook group for clients? Sure. Um, the the private Facebook group, I think, is the sort of that hub uh, that makes Stephanie's uh, SK Fit Challenge um, different from others. It's not just a workout. It's not just a meal plan. You're actually um, communicating and um, sharing with other people that are going through exactly the same thing that you are, um, are on a similar journey maybe. Um, their reasons for joining may be slightly different, but um, you know, it's an opportunity for the women in the challenge um, to really sort of reach out and support one another no matter where they are. I mean, that's it just goes more to another it's another aspect of virtual business and um you know because we have people from all across the u.s who are involved in the challenge at any given time or in sk fit girls and you know it's uh i i love to go in there and just sort of read what people i i'm a 
very much a virtual voyeur <laughs> because uh, I go in every day and I look at what people have posted and uh, maybe they've shared a recipe or maybe they've shared um, an inspirational quote or maybe they, you know, there's something they've been struggling with. Um, we don't talk a lot about weight. Um, I, that's what I've really noticed. It's not a lot about weight. It's about strength. It's about um, feeling more empowered. It's about uh eating better, um, you know, and passing on those things to their family and friends who notice a difference and like, what, what's making you different? Well, it's because I'm doing this. I'm doing, you know, I'm part of this challenge. And um, another part of uh, what I do is I sort of post weekly questions for the different uh, levels. And it's interesting to moderate what, you know, people's comments are. Maybe it's their favorite green smoothie or it's, um, you know, some goals that they're setting for themselves. And it's it's interesting to sort of see what the comments are from the different um, people. Uh, they, they post accountability pictures and uh, they're very good about doing that. And uh, some are a little bit shyer at, at, than others at the beginning, but as they they grow to know the, those other people through the group over the 12 weeks or in the challenge. Um, I find they become braver and uh, they're more willing to, to share and reach out to other people. And, and then that just continues on as they go into SK Fit Girls, uh, which is where challengers move on to after they have completed their first challenge. Oh, that's but, great. Uh, yeah. the, the Facebook group is really, I think, that central component to the challenge that makes um, uh, people successful in it. And thanks for sharing that because that's, I mean, that's kind of, that's what I've always said. It's kind of the secret sauce, you know, that's yes, um, exactly. <laughs> because from the outside, um, I just had, I just had a conversation with a client this morning on my way here to, um, or this, this afternoon on my way to interview. And she, you know, her, her thing was, she's like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, what's wrong with me? I'm not motivated. I haven't worked out in a couple of weeks. My nutrition's totally off. I'm feeling like just really blah. Um, you know, kind of what's, what's the problem? And she felt like she was the only one going through this. And so, um, you know, once we started talking about it, she was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's why, that's why we share this in the group. Because, you know, on regular social media, and I'm, to I totally do this too. Like I don't, I don't put out there the things that I'm struggling with necessarily. And it's not because I'm trying to present this, um, perfect life by any means. I just, you know what, there, everybody has their own stuff that they're struggling with. And I just feel like, putting the positive out there is better. Um, you know, like kind of deal with, with stuff on your own. Um, but anyway, so in this private Facebook group though, I really encourage sharing things that you're struggling with because we have a group of women that have super combined, uh, super information whenever it's all combined. And so we do have people who maybe they, um, Maybe they they used to be that rock star in the group with posting all of the pictures and everything, and then eventually they're like, oh, man, something's going on. And, you know, sometimes when you just don't feel alone, whenever you're like, oh, you know, I'm just not feeling it. And when you're like, well, so-and-so is not feeling it either, and neither is so-and-so. And so then you're like, oh, it's okay to feel kind of like slower. That's okay. So, you know, you just don't feel alone in that. Yeah, no, that's that's totally true, and and I find that once somebody says something, there's all these, you know, oh yeah, I had that problem a few weeks ago, or um, you know, as people, as normal people do, they get ill over the, the winter months, or they get blah because they can't get out. Like we've had weeks and weeks here this winter of just 
brutally cold, cold weather and people don't get out. They don't get out and do stuff. And you do feel blah after a while. And, uh, you know, once you've shared that and put it out there, it's amazing the comfort you get from other people going, well, I tried this or uh, maybe you could do this or, you know, keep in touch with me. I'm going through the same thing. And they set up that even though they've never physically met each other they've met through this group and they're supporting each other or um you know we've had crisis not necessarily health crisis but other crises going on in the families um and people share that in the group and, and then we're there for them and uh i know that over the three years that i've been you know we've had uh, women who've lost their uh you know very close family members whether it's a mother or a father and and stuff and we've reached out to them and said you know just let us know what we can do to to help you and i think that it becomes a real community um that uh is there not only from um you know the the challenge point of view but life point of view yeah and i i I couldn't agree more and i have to add this in here because I think that there's such a difference and this this is what makes this community distinct is that this support and and sharing these these challenges and struggles and things like that this is not a codependent <laughs> community. Oh, no. Um there's Perfect. you know there's no victim mentality going on here. Um it's very positive. I mean it's just it's you know, when somebody shares something that they're struggling with, you would be amazed at how many book recommendations come through and things like that. So, um, I, I, you know, I just feel like that is, that makes such a difference. And I think that you can tell listeners, um, by, you know, just me and how I talk and how I, um, interact and the same thing with you, Heather, you know, you is there a problem? Do you need some support? Let's do it. And then let's go on. So I, I yeah, love that. In the three years that I've been, I've never, it's never been the pity party. It's never been, you know, oh, always me. It's somebody who, you know, genuinely, you know, is either hurting or whatever. And they, and they want help and they want, you know, they, they want people to, you know, say, well, what about this or what about that? And um, I've never, uh, also on the other side of it, I've never seen or heard anybody say, you know, just get over it. Yeah. Um, because as women, we go through things differently than our male counterparts. And sometimes the, you know, if you, if you don't have a supportive woman in your life, this might be your only outlet. Yeah. And I've never seen once people uh, give any um, rude advice or uh, be rude in any way. It's always been positive. And, and that's amazing because women are not always, <laughs> they can be catty, um, but I've never, I've we never don't tolerate that. that in this group. It's always been very, very supportive and positive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you brought that up too, that um, some women, this is the only um, group of women they have. And I have seen that. And I've had some clients who come through and, you know, a lot, um, several of them joined us as they were um, going through a divorce and in any phase of the divorce. And what I found with somebody who's going through something like a divorce is that this group is an unbiased group. So a lot of times when you're going through a divorce, you're splitting up friends. You know, you don't know really like what to say to your friends families and things like that. And so, um, you know, this group, I saw a couple of posts where somebody was going through a divorce and, um, you know, it was just like, um, 
thanks for being here for me. Um, you know, we don't really have that many girlfriends that are just my own girlfriends. And so it's been great to just, um, just to, to, you know, kind of have this group that, that is always positive and it's always supportive and, um, and completely separate from the stuff that I have going on in my everyday life. Um, well, I, I think person. part of that is there's no baggage, right? Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we only know you from the challenge. And, um, so we don't have any preconceived ideas. We're not involved in the situation. So we can just, we can just be there for the person and, and not have to worry about knowing all the ins and outs and details of it. We just need, they just need to know that they can kind of vent a bit to us and that we'll listen. And if we think we can help, we'll offer some suggestions. If not, we keep our mouths closed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that point up. Um, I didn't really think about that as we were chatting about what this, um, this interview is going to be, but yeah, that's, I think, cause that's the secret sauce. So we're going to take just a really quick break and we'll be right back. You've heard me talk a lot about learning how to reach your fitness goals and more frequently how to look as fit as you feel while learning to stop chasing skinny. And you've also thought to yourselves, yeah, I do want to reach my fitness goals in a shorter, more concise way to stop wasting my time bouncing back and forth from fitness tip to fitness tip in magazines, wasting hours researching the latest and greatest diet only to end up looking and feeling the same way you've been looking and feeling for years. And my guess is that you've been thinking about this for a long time. Am I right? I know the feeling because I played these games too. For a very long time, in fact. I'm here to tell you this. Stop thinking and sign up for the SK Fit Life Challenge, an online training, nutrition, and coaching program that will lead you through 12 weeks of step-by-step guidance to help you finally reach your goals of looking fabulous and feeling fabulous. You're going to get to free up all the headspace you've been wasting, picking through random diet information being fed to you through the media and simplifying the seemingly complicated world of health. Your chance is now. Do you really need more time, more information, more plans for the future? Or do you want to become that fit person today? Because the truth is this. You can be that fit person. Or you can be the person that sits around thinking about becoming better. It's your choice. Read more magazines, blog posts, and bits and pieces on social media, or take action. Because let's face it, if you're not where you want to be, your current program is not working out for you. I want you to be successful. And why is this? Because you've already got what it takes. You've been doing the work all along. It's just been the wrong work. You have the desire, the discipline, and the potential. Now let's get you on the right track so those efforts you are already putting in can take you in the best direction possible. Join me and the hundreds of other SK Fit Life clients for the 12-week online fitness challenge at skfitlife.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Stop Chasing Skinny radio program. Um, so we are talking to Heather. Heather is my assistant. Um, she is the one who helps me keep everything up and running. Um, you know, just as a business model, I, when I was launching my business, um, I, so my background, a lot of you do know it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're just joining us. 
I spent six years as a nuclear engineer in the Navy, and then I worked for five years as a defense contractor. And so when I was starting a business, I knew I loved fitness, um, but I knew that one-on-one training wasn't going to be enough for me because I felt like I wanted to impact more people. So I set something up so that it could be um, scalable and help more people because one hour of working online helps way more people than one hour of training one-on-one. I'm only helping one person during that hour. So the other part of my business was that I wanted to have something that was location independent that I could do from anywhere. And, um, And so I wanted that location freedom. And so that's when I started my business um, with this whole business model in mind. And then, um, you know, obviously there's other logistics that are involved in that. And so Heather came along and we started working together. And so that's, um, you know, if, if you're if you're in this kind of business, if you're thinking about this kind of business, um, you know, doing a model like that is a great idea. So my point to all of this is, when do you hire an assistant? What do you look for in an assistant? Um, I had a great uh, conversation with a person who was, um, who actually is Heather's client now. Um, She wanted a referral about Heather. And so she asked me at the very end, did I ask you all of the questions that I should have asked you when it comes to hiring a virtual assistant? And she really did. She did a great job. So I thought, why not go ahead and ask the virtual assistant what she is looking for in a client because that's really important too. And if you're listening to this thinking, I'm looking for a virtual assistant, the questions that she usually hears or she thinks she should hear when she's talking to a potential client. Sure. Sounds good. Thanks. So um, in terms of, of what I look for in a client, um, the, the biggest thing is um, communication. And we, that's one thing I like to establish up front is how best to communicate with that person. Do they uh, prefer email? Do they prefer to do it through Skype? Do they want to, um, you know, h- how are we going to communicate our ideas and what needs to be done? And different clients like different things. And um, the in terms of the, the work, um, when I first meet a client and I know nothing about uh, about them or their business, I like to just hear what they've been doing and what they're struggling with and what it is they do because then that gives me an idea of where I think I can offer some assistance or I've done that before. Um, oh, that's something new, I, but I, you know, I always like a challenge. And um, so... I, you know, I'm taking notes while I'm, I'm talking to them. Um, in terms of when I look for work on Elance, I usually look for uh, people that are, um, you know, they, they have a pretty good idea of what they need help with, not just, I need help. I was uh, the I need help. <laughs> to come in and say, well, what do you need help with? Well, I just need help with everything. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do you need help with your your website? Do you need help with your blog post? Do you need help with research? Do you need help with your social media? Let's break it down into some, you know, some manageable chunks. And um, if they haven't already done that, um, that's usually what we do first. Is we kind of look at what their business is, what they do, how they 
promote their business and um, where they see that they spend way too much time on that part of it. Um, in terms of uh, what my clients do, I don't do any of what they do. Um, I don't usually help other virtual assistants. That's not my, because they can do that themselves. <laughs> I'm usually helping business owners like Stephanie, whose background isn't administration. It's fitness. It's um, uh, blog writing. It's interior design. It's uh, thermography, it's all sorts of different businesses, mostly online, uh, because obviously if I'm going to be helping them virtually, then I have to be able to do stuff online. Sometimes I help out with the financial aspects of it. Um, I have a client in the UK who's a magician, and I do all his bookings and uh, contracts and invoices and, and that sort of stuff. So, um, and, you know, we I've worked with him for almost as long as Stephanie. And, um, you know, basically there's things that he'll send to me. Can you do this? Can you do that? And, you know, we just continue along. Um, some clients I have, I work for, you know, a couple of hours a week and others I have that I work, you know, I might work five hours for them this week and then not work anything for the next two weeks. It, it really is up to the client. And that's, what's nice about virtual assistance is you're not paying for me to sit in a brick and mortar office somewhere waiting for the phone to ring. Um, I don't answer phones. That's the, that's probably the one thing. Like if someone says, well, I need to have my phone forwarded, then you need to phone somebody else. <laughs> that ties me to my office. And that was one of the reasons I went to a virtual uh, sort of um, office. There are lots of uh, organizations out there who do do that. Um, if you need help with other side of your admin business, I'll gladly do that, but I don't answer phones. Um, the, it, you know, it's, it really comes down to what the client struggles with. And, um, you know, sometimes it's just getting their website to work. Sometimes it's building a website. Sometimes it's um, improving the S SEO on their website. Um, sometimes it's getting access to their website. Right. I spent a, a great deal of time this week. Um, uh, if you're out there building a website and somebody's doing it for you, please, please, please make sure that you have all of the um, login information because somewhere down the line that person is not going to be reachable and you're going to be in for a world of hurt oh. uh, six hours of it this week for me to um, coordinate to finally become the administrator on the account wow. and so that we can go forward with some ideas that he had hmm. uh, but basically um, I just look at it on a client-by-client -client basis and um, where I can assist people so you know, I only charge by for the time that I'm working on your business. So as I said previously, you're not paying for me to sit in an office somewhere for eight hours a day and I only do a half an hour work for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I only do a half an hour of work for you today, that's all you're going to get charged for. And um, sometimes people find that hard to sort of grasp. Well, what if I need you for more than that? Well, you know, then that's fine too. I try to carve out my... 35, 40 hours a week so that I have clients that fill all of that. And uh, sometimes that's just a sliding scale or a shifting scale of clients. And sometimes when I have like four or five hours on a regular basis in my schedule, oh, time to get a new client. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, that's how I operate my business. And so that I always have time for the clients um, that I have on board. And some clients, they go away for a period of time and then they come back. Um, I've done research for PhD students in Australia. Um, I work with a lot of startup companies that, you know, obviously cannot afford 
to have an administration person, but desperately need one. And, um, you know, I might work with them for a couple of months and then we get everything, you know, to the point where they, they're able to manage it. And then, you know, six months later down the road, oh, my business is growing exponentially. I need you back because I can't handle all the emails. I can't keep my website up to date. So then I step back in um, and help them out with whatever they, they need at that point. Um, and the way I get my business is through referrals. Um, but I also, um, I do do contract work through Elance or Odesk and, um, uh, you know, d depending on the client. So I have my own way of tracking my time and I invoice uh, directly to the client. If you go through Odesk or Elance, it's a different setup. You pay them and they pay me. Um, but there's always, it's always a fixed price. I always go with, you know, so much per hour. And um, usually what I do is I, I start off at, a, I feel a, a low rate, just so that there's, you know, you get a comfort with me and you see the value of, of, of the work I do. And then usually, you know, three, four months in, um, I will say, Let's have a meeting and reassess sort of the the, the amount that you're paying me, and uh, you know I might we we might bump it up a dollar an hour or a dollar fifty an hour, and uh, you know over time it gets to the to a point where I think that's what my service is worth for what I do for that particular client, and that can be different for different people. So, um, and it's a great business for me. It allows me to do what I love, which is um, administrative type of work, keeping people organized and that sort of thing. But it also allows me to spend time with my family, be here when my kids are, are, are sick, uh, take them to appointments, take them to all, you know, their activities and things. I don't, I can't think of another job that would allow me the flexibility uh, to do what I do to make my family happy um, that a uh, virtual assistant uh, provides for me. I just can't. I, I've tried the, the nine to five and it's just not doesn't work for the type of family life we have. So. Yeah. So listeners, if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm working that nine to five. I would love the flexibility. Yeah, this is a great this is a great opportunity, too, because the whole point of this this show is to talk about a fit life and if you are miserable in your work and in your commute um, that that spreads throughout your entire life so you know Heather has really created the life the ideal life for her and her family and I think that's absolutely amazing and you know when you I just feel so lucky um, I feel like you know so lucky. Everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, it, it all falls right into place. And I couldn't be happier with all of the work that you have done for me and that you continue to do for me. And like you said, I mean, it's totally scalable. So in the beginning, obviously, I needed you a lot more hours because I had a lot more things um, that were just happening. And so I love that you brought up the point that you're not looking for job security in any way, shape, or form. If you can simplify something, then you will simplify it. And so we scaled back hours, a lot of hours scaled back because we got a lot of things um, in place, these systems working smoothly. So that's yeah, we automated a, a fair bit of it. So, um, and once, once, you know, that was under control, then yes, we scaled the hours back and, and I took on other clients. So um, I'm not in there to, you know, to bill you for 35 hours a week <laughs> if I'm not working that because I don't want to find another client. I, you know, I, I enjoy working with multiple clients at the same time. So, you know, if it goes from 10 hours a week to three hours a week, 
it's not a big deal. I, I'm fine with that. And, and what that tells me is that um, our relationship is working well because I've been able to um, do what you needed to do and only cost you um, a, a, a fraction of the cost that it would be to have a full-time uh, person. That Now what, what do I do when I don't need her anymore? You know, yeah. Or I only need her a couple of hours a week. There's not too many people, I think, out there that would say, oh, yeah, I'll work for you two or three hours a week. <laughs> Yeah, no, not not very many. And um, you know, and and during those hours, you know, you're, it's just it's it's great because you have such um, your experience is so broad, and you're exposed to all of these different clients. So how beneficial is it to me that you're working with all these other clients? Like you said, the magician. Um, you also worked with authors of books. You've worked with other people who are in the health and fitness industry. So I benefit from that in that if Heather sees that, you know, say this magician is using some kind of tool that is helping in his marketing and she sees that it could help my business in my marketing, she'll say, hey, what about this tool? Um, so, and you, you obviously you have such, <laughs> I never know where it comes from. You, um, you keep every single client so separate um, that, you know, I wouldn't know, but you would just bring this tool to me and say, well, what about this? Um, so that's been, that's been really, really cool that I get to benefit from all of these other industries that you work with. Yes, because it, it, working virtually or having a virtual type of business like uh, what you have, Stephanie, yes. um, it really comes down to collaboration and having the right tools um, at the right time to do your business really allows you to uh, be there for your clients as well as um, reduce the overall administrative time that you have. So I've come across some tools myself personally or I've had them recommended to me from somebody else or a client or another virtual assistant that um, I know and I'll go, yeah, that's a great tool or my, I know that my clients could use that. And, um, and, and, you know, I just send it out there and some people go, yeah, that's great. And other people go, yeah, I'm not so interested in trying it. And then, you know, you hear back a few months later, oh yeah, I tried that. That was very good. <laughs> but, <laughs> that um, would be me. Cause sometimes you send you me something. Spend time doing administrative <laughs> stuff that you don't have to spend time doing. So. Yes. Yes. No. And, and I love that you, like you said, you, you do know me so well that there are times where you'll, you'll share it with me and then you'll ask me about it on our call. Cause you'll say, did you, did you get to it? And you know how busy I am and how I'm, I'm doing so many things at one time. So if you think that it's really, really going to be good for me, you'll suggest it again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yes. Really or resend awesome. the link or whatever. Yes. Yes. Cause I'm not intentionally ignoring it. Sometimes things just go away, but that's the benefit of working with you for so long because yeah, like you said, you, you can anticipate the things that I need. So that's or, or been... I can see them, you know, yeah. I see the, uh, one of them was a uh, roll up. Um, and, yes. uh, you know, when you get a lot of email and you, you belong to a lot of different, um, websites or email lists and stuff, it, it can be daunting to go through that every day. And with Rollup, it just takes all of those subscriptions that you have and it puts it into one document and you get it once a day. And I find that that, that tool for me was saving probably anywhere between a half an hour to 40 minutes a day uh, of my time. So I was just like, well, I have lots of clients that I'm sure that <laughs> I subscribe to lists in their own industry. 
and would find that useful. So I put together a little um, blurb and I just sent it out to, I think I emailed it out to everybody with the link um, of how to get the, the tool. And I mean, it's a small thing, but email is one of those, you know, pains in the butt that most people, it's a, it's one of those things you have to deal with. You can't get away from it, but the, the least amount of time you can spend that you have to spend in it, the better. <laughs> Absolutely. And I found too that when I, um, I used to work in a cubicle and I had to sit in front of my computer. Email was no big deal for me. I, you know, I, I read a lot more email. I sent a lot more email. And now that I'm out and about constantly, meetings, interviews, all that stuff, email is so hard for me to get to. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for that tool. And, and that is one of the main things that I do for you, Stephanie. I, I handle uh, the email yes. account for SK Fit Life Challenge. So when people email you things or things get posted to the page or um, uh, whether it's the the uh, challenge pages or your personal page or, or your business page or whatever, it comes through the mailbox. And I sort of, I filter all of that out for Stephanie. And so, um, you know, on average, we probably get about 35 to 40 emails a day of various types. And out of that, there's maybe two that she actually needs to be aware of. I deal with the other things and I just forwarded those to her and she deals with them instead of having to deal with the other 38. Yes. And and that's her thing because a lot of the a lot of times it's asking for information or a technical glitch or you know this page isn't working and those are all things that I can deal with um, and uh, so Stephanie doesn't have to and so when she gets the email from that forward to her from that she knows that those are just things for her yep. there are things that either she needs to be aware of or things that she may need to action. Yeah, that and, is uh, so. It helpful. really reduces the the amount of time spent in that box, that email box. Yes, and I have to say, even if I didn't need you for other administrative stuff, that I would find, I would still have you working for my emails. <laughs> the emails is. And I really do that tough. for. I, I probably have about eight clients that that is the main thing I do for them. Really, and that's the first thing I do when I sit down in the morning. I sit down and I open up all my email boxes that I that I do and I start the clock for each, you know, for each one as I start and when I finish I turn it off and I turn it on for the next client. And I just I'm dealing with email um, that's come in overnight and because uh, I have some clients that are in Europe and Australia so I need to deal with theirs first and then as I uh, I go across the country um, <laughs> I deal with the ones that are in California last. Uh, because they're not out of bed yet because <laughs> I started 730 <laughs> in the awesome. morning. And uh, so that, you know, that works really well so that when those people are looking at their email box, oh yeah, Heather's sent that information to the client or, you know, she's taking care of that or she sent out that information or she's done that booking or, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, so they can see what gets done and what gets managed. And it just takes that that pressure off of, off of people because really what I'm here to do is to allow um, Stephanie to do what she is passionate about and what her business is. Her business is not an administrative business. It, that's part <laughs> of it, but it's not what she got into it for. Um, and, and same thing with, I would say, 95 percent of my other clients is they didn't get into it to do the invoicing and the you know the excel spreadsheets and the and, and the tedious stuff they got into it for their passion and so by taking away those those uh, administrative details it allows them to put more time into their business for every hour I take off their administrative plate um, 
you know, that gives them an hour or more that they can put back into their business, which is making them money, which is making them a happier person, which yeah. is uh, fueling their their passion. So, huh, and, like, uh, and I really see that with, with you, Stephanie, because I, I remember back when we first started and I took a lot of that admin away from you, you were saying <laughs> that just by taking that stuff away and that pressure and the stress that it was causing you, you were able to put, you know, something like 10 extra hours a week into your business. Well, that's going to be a lot more uh, productive for your business than spending 10 hours uh, on administration. Well, it's, yes, exactly. It's the time. And what I found, so I used to think that time was my most pre- precious asset. And then I start, then I started to realize that it's actually my focus. And so, um, you know, not only do you help me with that time, but I'm not burned out focus wise when I'm finished with the administrative stuff. So even if I did have the time to do the admin work by the end of the admin, you know, I'm, all my words are done. They're gone. Like it's, I don't have much left in me to do more creative work, my content creation. And, um, that for listeners, that would be things like videos, blog posts, um, you know, training tools and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that has, that's huge. And I don't think, you know, a lot of people realize that. And I also don't know that people, um, until you've been in this situation, I don't know that people understand that entrepreneurs, and especially I would consider myself a solopreneur other than um, you, and then sometimes I, I have other um, contractors that help out. But, um, you know, as the entrepreneur, you are you're the content creator, you are the sales department, you are the marketing department, you're the finance department, Thank God I have you for the admin piece. <laughs> um, you're every piece of it. You are, you, you do it all. You can't just call somebody and go, why isn't this working? <laughs> yeah. No, because you got you have to figure that out. Yes. And, and the other thing is you're also the face of your business. So it's very important that, you know, you don't want to be stuck in, in inside on your computer trying to figure out why this page isn't um, launching or why, you know, or making your blog look pretty. Uh, that's my job. As uh, long as I, I have the format that you want and you've got the content there, I can make it look nice, but I can't write it. And so, you know, once you've got the content piece or, or the creative part of it done, then I can step in and, um, you know, get it out there and, uh, and that sort of stuff. Because, you know, it is important that you go out and, and um, you know, you meet with your clients or you get to the gym or, you, you know, you do have a physical president presence um you you know you go to different races you go to different activities and that kind of stuff you can't do that if you've got all the admin stuff to do as well yeah you can't work out for me right that's not in your job description okay just like you can't work out for me (laughs) right which brings me my next point i'm gonna take one more really quick break and we'll be right back radio show we have my assistant the one that helps me keep everything going and you just served that up real nice (laughs) about me working out for you because the last thing that I wanted Heather to share with us is 
what has been going on in her own life with fitness. Now, like I said, she was the only mom in the whole entire um, climbing studio that was actually climbing with her kids, which was awesome. I thought that was so cool. Um, but so share just a little bit about your fitness journey since you've kind of, since you've started with SK Fit Life and, um, and how that's changed for you. Uh, sure. Um, being a, you know, a stay at home mom of, of three active kids. Um, I always thought that, you know, I made pretty healthy meals and all that kind of stuff. But I have to say that once I started working with, with Stephanie on a, on a regular basis and, you know, I was researching uh, clean eating and what that involved and, and um, uh, cleaning up recipes or people would provide recipes that they had made cleaner in terms of, um, you know, less fat, less uh, sodium, still lots of taste, that kind of stuff. I started saying, hmm, I should try that recipe or I should – you know, incorporate that into, um, our, you know, our routine. And, um, one of the things Stephanie did when she visited is she made, um, a stuffed, um, squash and my kids loved it. And we've done that a few times since, and we made kale chips and, um, I've incorporated more green vegetables and healthy alternatives to food that, before, you know, I might have thought about it, but now I know that it's better for, for me and for my family. And so I made more conscious decisions at the grocery store. And that's just, just, that's just from, you know, listening to people, reading articles for Stephanie or doing some of the research she's asked me to do. And um, I have a pretty sedentary job because I, all my work is done in front of a computer. And, uh, and I just found this winter, <clears throat> more so than others, that I just – I. I wasn't getting out because it was so cold. Um, I didn't do snowshoeing or I didn't go for walks with my dog or, you know, that sort of thing. And I kept saying, you know, here I am. I work with these wonderful, supportive ladies that are talking about all this, you know, exercise they're getting. Mind you, they live in Florida or somewhere warm where there's grass. Um but regardless, I said, I've got to get more active and, you know, um, kind of walk the walk or talk the talk. And uh, so I did. I, you know, I, I made a conscious effort to, to join um, a, a women's gym or curves. And when you live in the country, there's not a lot of options. And uh, so I, I joined that because I wanted to, you know, improve my social life, which was pretty pretty small uh, <laughs> during the week, um, being at home by myself, and uh, to just get more active and out there. My main goal was not to lose weight. It was just to feel fitter. And I think that's a word. Uh, I use it. It's a word. And I think that combined with improving my eating habits has really, you know, it's, it's helped, helped me to uh, feel better. And it encourages my, you know, my kids when they see me doing that, oh, I should do that. Or, you know, let's do that together. And I, um, I I don't know if I've influenced my husband, but I noticed he takes his running gear to to work with him now. And now he's taking his bicycle. So maybe because I'm getting fit, um, he thinks he should too. <laughs> so you never know who you're going to influence. Um, and ha- working on the challenge for the last uh, few years has, you know, subtly, it's never been, um, you know, something that I felt was shoved down my throat or anything like that. It's, it, it's just uh, encouragement. And I see the benefit that other people have got from it. So I'm thinking, well, I'd like that. And so by incorporating just, you know, things here and there, I just find that um, we eat healthier um, and uh, we're just a happier bunch of people. 
That's fantastic. Oh, that makes me so happy. And and Heather shared her. Um, so you do influence people, Stephanie. Yeah, and I love that how you said um, that your your family and your husband. Um, it's it's better that they just watch your actions and then they'll start doing it too. And and I have to say that um, the moms of the household tend to set that tone. Um, yes. That's what I've seen anyway. So I've seen some households where, um, you know, the, the dad slash husband is into fitness, but a lot of times the rest of the family may not be. But what I have noticed is that when the mom gets moving – she sets the tone for the whole house, which is awesome. Well, I am very fortunate. My husband does like to cook, and um, and he likes to grocery shop and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but I have found that because I've encouraged him or he's seen me, you know, buy more vegetables that maybe we didn't buy before, I see that he buys them now because the kids like them or we've incorporated them into different meals that we have and, and that kind of stuff. And he cooks differently than he used to um we use you know cleaner products and and that sort of thing and um he's always been very supportive he's never you know oh you're you're eating that that stuff <laughs> oh <laughs> that like, healthy oh, stuff it's, it's mom's milk or it's mom's <laughs> bread or it's mom's uh this or whatever and uh and stuff and we just you know whatever you do to make yourself healthy yeah. and uh, to to be fit and when you've got three teenagers, it's very important because this is the time where they're learning sort of those building blocks uh, that they're going to take away with them afterwards. Um, not that we don't keep junk food in the house because we do have chips and popcorn and stuff from time to time. But it's not something that's always available. And it's not always what they go to. Um, oftentimes, they'll go to a piece of fruit before they go for something else because it's always there and there's always um, the fruit that they like and um or something else and um but it's it's all it's very subtle and uh it's not you know you're on a diet or you're you know doing this or that and it because one thing i learned many years ago is um you know if you want to uh have a fit life you can't um just you know diet because yeah. diets have an end you have to change your your eating habits, the way you grocery shop, the way you think practically. You have to change your lifestyle. And that's all that's the only thing that's gonna make you successful. But once you change that, it's it's pretty simple after that. Like once you once you have reframed that, you don't have to use so much willpower. You just No, because it becomes natural. part of it becomes a natural part of your life. It's not something, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. It's uh, one, I want to do that, but two, I'm just doing it because it, it it gets to the point where it's easier to do that. Yeah, I love that. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to do this interview with us. Um, I know that uh, the listeners enjoyed it, and I know that a lot of people have been wondering, kind of like, you know, how does this look? What does that look like? Um, and I get that question a lot. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank They're you welcome. for everything that you do for all of us. So. Yeah, I, I love it. And uh, I hope to be your, your virtual assistant for many years to come. Yes, hopefully we'll be bumping those hours up shortly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening and have a great night. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Jack.
Who's broke can't rap? Well, what do you know? The D-Dog is first up to back. No batteries included and no strings attached. No holes barred. This has been a Clicks Radio production. For further details, visit our website, clicksradio.com.